everyone. It is Jennifer Stafford. And we are here with Healing War Wounds, episode number four. I can't believe it. We're already into the month of February of 2023. And it is all about love this month, you guys. We are so excited. That's what our whole month's going to be about. And we are going to kick off this podcast series with learning to love yourself well. Yeah, we've got some great topics this month. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think that's starting off with such an important one because how can you how can you love others until you love yourself, right? Amen, amen. And, and as you do, we're going to talk about a scripture that kind of what Jesus left us with. And here's what here's the scripture we, were, we wanted to talk about. It, Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second one, like it, love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. And that's Matthew 22, 37 through 40. Now we know the first commandment of all is you love God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. The reason we're going to talk about loving yourself well is because a lot of times in the month of February, it's about loving others. You'll see your you spouses are getting Valentine's, friends are sharing Valentine's, kids are sharing Valentine's at school. But how can you really love others well if you don't know how to love yourself? Because the Lord says, love others as you love yourself. Yeah. So we're going to be talking about some biblical, what the biblical definition of love is. Yeah, absolutely. And I think we, we discussed this, how I feel like the world kind of twists mm-hmm. what love is. And so we kind of, it, we've kind of shot away from what, what the world says, love yourself. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, it, it has a kind of a toxic ring to it. But when we love ourselves the way God created us to, it's such a beautiful thing. And, and like I said earlier, you can't truly give out what you don't have inside of you. Amen. So that's a huge, huge part of it. Amen. Well, I love that you brought up the the, the definition of love as the way God defined Absolutely. it. So that is what we're going to jump into. But before we do, why don't we talk about what is the opposite of person? If you don't love yourself, what do you do? Hate. You hate yourself. And if you think about, um, it's hard to sometimes think about how you talk to yourself when you don't genuinely love yourself, but think about if you've had an offense or a hatred towards someone, how you think about them. Well, when you don't love yourself, that's actually how you talk to yourself. That's how you think about yourself. And that's what's driving your day to day. So if you don't really, really have a foundation of self-love, healthy self-love, we're going to talk about that. Then you actually are not speaking or thinking about yourself well. Yeah. And we, we project on others what we feel about Mm -hmm. ourselves, right? So it comes out in, in, in all of our relationships in our work environments in our relationships with our kids. Um, mm-hmm. And I think, you know, self-hate starts with believing a lie about ourselves. At some point, we believed a lie. It's kind of like in the in the Garden of Eden, and he was like, who told you you were naked? Yep. You know, it's like, who told you not to love yourself? Yep, yep. You know, and, and we start that pretty young. Even more so, I see it in my kids at even a younger age because of social media mm-hmm. and everything they have access to. It's even tougher to teach our kids to love themselves, you know, in the environment that we live in now. Amen. Amen. Well, and, and honestly, I think about, we think about all the things going on. There's eating disorders and there's uh, self, the people, the kids that cut themselves, the people that, that they damage themselves. And when you don't see yourself as valuable and you don't love yourself, typically you don't take care of what you don't love. 
You actually heard it. And there's a lot of young kids and even even older women, people that we know are that, that hurt themselves because they just don't know their value and they don't know that healthy self-love. So we are going to dive in on how we can flip the script and you can learn to love yourself well. And I just, you know, I think, like we said, it stems from, from childhood type things. Or mm-hmm. really, we've just kind of, we've conditioned ourselves a certain way. And so yep. when you truly are in relationship with God and you truly know who he created you to be, mm-hmm. then it's so freeing to actually love yourself that way. Yep. Well, and I'm going to just be honest here because for me, I am, you know, I shared my testimony last week. You shared yours a few weeks ago. So if you miss them, y'all go back and listen to them. You'll get a little bit of our foundation. But with that being said, I am in my 40s and I just, I honestly don't believe I've had a self healthy self-image. The way that God, that I'm sharing with you today, because it took me over a decade to learn to love myself well. Um, and and honestly, I, I, I constantly have to be mindful of how I'm talking to myself um, because I need my thoughts to line up with what God says about me. So if I don't start my day out with the Lord and really allowing him to minister to me and, and, and give me that healthy self thinking, then I, um, I, I could have a rough day. So I, I have to be mindful um, to, to really love myself well, too. So I am so excited to share what God showed me. And I think we have to be so intentional with that. And it does start, it starts out with your yep. morning routine. It starts out, you know, when you start out having a bad day and you're kind of cranky and all <laughs> yeah. that. Like, but we do have to be so intentional with everything we do. And that so is the case mm-hmm. when it comes to loving ourselves. We have to pay attention to our thoughts because it really all starts in our own head. Amen. Well, I think before we jump into some of those things, what, what does it mean? What is the biblical definition of love? Let's lay that foundation because I know a lot of people, there's, there's, there's a worldly way to love and then there's the biblical way to love the way God has designed us and what the real definition of love is. And we're going to talk about first and foremost, we know God is love. That, that's what the word says. So once you accept God, that your, your ability and capacity to be able to love yourself and love others, it's there. Because right. if God is love, you have, the, you have the ability to do what we're going to talk about today. So that's, and it's going to empower you. Um, God will empower you to live out the things we talk about today. Um, the second thing is we love because God first loved us. He is, again, the foundation of love. He loved us, so we should be able to love ourselves and love others. I mean, that's 1 John 4, 19. Um, but the scriptural definition of love, we hear it all the time at weddings. Um, all the, you, you, This is not, it's a, it's a well-known scripture. We're going to talk about 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8. And we're going to break it down a little bit. But let me just read it to you. It says, love is patient. Love is kind. It is not envy. It is not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily anger. It keeps no records of wrong. Love does not delight in evil, but it rejoices in truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, and always preserve, preserves. Love never fails. That's such, a, such a beautiful definition, right? Such powerful. A perfect, perfect definition of love. Of course, mm-hmm. it, of course it is because God's yeah. love is <laughs> yeah. perfect. But if yeah. you just walk that out, I mean, mm-hmm. even just clung to one of those at a time, Yep. And really mastered that. Like, it, there's something so beautiful about that scripture. And you've got all the details on each one of those. But, yep. um, 
Yeah, amen. We're going to kind of dive into that scripture and dissect it a little bit. We are going to talk about the different attributes of a biblical love and what it looks like. Because again, worldly love and biblical love are different, totally different. Um, The worldly love to me works from the outside in. Godly love is about the inside out, um, and it's also about really having a healthy foundation of acceptance of yourself before you love others, and we'll talk about that a little bit more in a minute, but let's just kind of dive in. So the first attribute of love in this scripture is love is patient, Mm. my favorite. Yeah, (laughs) that's a tough one, right? Yes. Well, it's a fruit of the Spirit, but let's talk about the definition of patience, uh, biblical definition of patience. It says it's not hasty. Yeah. Not overeager or impudentness, waiting or expecting with calmness and without discontent. Mm-hmm. Me and Laura talk about this all the time about finding contentment. Yeah. Um, you know, we live in a world of instantaneous gratification. Mm-hmm. We live in a world that uh, it wants uh, everything now. And when you're loving yourself well, if you're impatient with yourself mm-hmm. and your process, you're going to be really disheartened with yourself all the time. Because right. remember, we're talking about taking this definition of love and then it, using that to learn to love yourself well first. Yeah. And if you think about that, if you're not patient with your growth or patient with the process or pray, patient in a season, you're not going to find contentment. Mm-hmm. And then therefore, you're going to be easily frustrated. It's right, going to be a angry. hard time. It's going to be, you won't even enjoy the journey yeah. because you're going to be so disheartened and dissatisfied with you and where you're at. Yeah, it is so easy to lose it's, it, patience is a virtue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it does take practice, but it, yeah. being patient with yourself and your journey and your progress, um, that's difficult. Yeah. That's difficult. But like everything else, when you're intentional with it, um, it leads to such great rewards. Amen. Well, and I think I look back over my you know 10 years, I'm like, thank you, Lord, for being patient with me um, and teaching me to be more patient with myself because of his patience with yeah. me. It's allowed me to be okay with progress, not perfection. Because yeah. remember I shared in my testimony, I was very much legalistic. I had an mm-hmm. issue with perfectionism. And so for me to, to, to grasp this, this was big for me yeah. because I now can enjoy progress and not perfection. Right. And it's, it's not, um, it's not something that we can hurry. You know, yeah. it, it is such a process that we have to, it, everything in life requires patience. So yeah. when we do it well, yeah. um, but yeah, that, I love that. I love that. It's definitely, um, it's a, we're all a work in progress. Amen. Amen. So first one, be patient with yourself as you're learning to love yourself and really enjoy the journey with the Lord. Um, so the second one, love is kind. So the word says, you know, uh, it says disposed to do good to others and to make them happy by granting their requests, supplying their wants and assisting them in distress, having tenderness or goodness of nature. Um, so let's just talk about that when you're loving yourself, because it talks about loving others. But let's talk about are you tender and good to yourself? Yeah, think, think about that. That's awkward at first when you at start first. doing that. I mean, it really is. If, if that's not something you... Um, have have really practiced out in your life when you first start doing that it feels really awkward if it's it's like when somebody to ask you you know what 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 is good about you even mm-hmm. speaking those things out loud can be super uncomfortable until you kind of get in that groove of things but it's so right if you again we project what's in us so if we can't be kind to ourselves we struggle with with you know complimenting other people mm-hmm. and i'll you know for me for this one of the hard things for being kind to myself for me is that when i was younger i was overweight mm-hmm. um and so a lot of my younger years uh, i was made kind of made fun of for being big mm-hmm. so therefore it was really hard for me 
to be kind to myself when everyone else, I kind of allowed other people's words over me to be what I thought versus what God said mm-hmm. about me. And, and I wasn't very kind. My inner thoughts, the way I looked at myself, my self-image uh, wasn't, oh, you're, a, you're beautiful or you're kind or you're good. It wasn't good to myself mm-hmm. on the inside. I was constantly living in a, in a cycle of beating myself up. And as God has helped me learn to be kind to myself, and speak good over myself Mm -hmm. and see myself in the mirror and say you are god's daughter and those kind words it's definitely transformed who i am my confidence my self-image um and and as god has done that it's really uh really changed the trajectory of my future and how i feel about myself yeah i think we can be so outwardly focused Mm -hmm. that um and that's you know i think that's one of the things i thought was so beautiful about my healing process is when i really felt like I was being healed of so many things and the when you look at people mm-hmm. you, when you when you're so close to the Lord and you sit with him yep. you know for hours on end and you begin to see the way he sees and hear the way he hears like when you walk out into the world mm-hmm. you see people so totally different like you really yep. can see their hearts you notice I know for yep. me personally I noticed things I'd never noticed before yep. I mean I remember walking up I was checking out one day and this woman had like beautiful skin like you just take the time to notice the little things that you didn't notice before and it, and it starts with how we view ourselves it starts with changing um what 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 we value in life yeah. you know do we value the outward or the inward and, and yeah it's it's amazing how god heals that way amen amen well and you you typically look through a lens absolutely so like if you had glasses on they had prescription yeah. that's if you have a a lens of hatred or some kind of lens over how god truly desires you mm-hmm. to live and be that's how you're going to see your world that's how you're going to project mm-hmm. others so therefore when you have a lens of love like yeah. genuinely Genuine. that's been accepted love. and love mm-hmm. and it is grounded you're you're going to love others through that lens yeah. and that's how you're going to see them yeah. so you don't even see their flaws right again we're going to get to that in a minute because it doesn't even keep record of wrongs or see flaws we're going yeah. to look at that right yeah. um so let's let's move on to that next part it says um love does not envy my goodness i i'm going to share the definition but this is a big one i think in our day and age yeah, for sure. um but it says to feel uneasy mortified or discontent at the sight of superior excellence reputation or happiness enjoyed by another Mm -hmm. um let's let's just think about that that's tough too especially with social media when when everybody's putting their best foot forward and and it's you know it looks it appears that everybody there's this illusion that everybody has this perfect life and they have everything together and then behind the scenes we don't see that part people don't share the ugly yeah and sometimes that's you know that's okay because i remember when i was going through there's a balance to that right right? but just remember if you're watching facebook to keep in mind there's real things going on behind the scenes you know when i went through my divorce i didn't share about it publicly Uh, because it wasn't wise i mean we 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 were protecting our family yeah you're sharing what's healthy to share but if you don't remember that you start looking at everyone's life thinking they have no problems and you begin to envy what you perceive to be going on Mm -hmm. versus all that's going on but in addition my my pastor always shared he shared a message years ago it said the snaring snaring of comparing Mm -hmm. what happens when you compare yourself to other people well that builds envy yeah first of all if you're comparing to what god's doing 
doing for someone else or what they might be having in your life and you're trying to reflect back and you feel less than mm -hmm. your value diminishes and then you begin to think you god doesn't love you or you're you not did good something enough wrong. you did something wrong right. but you might just be in a season with the lord where someone else is in another your season yeah. will come and do season and do time right. um and i i there was a another line of one, one of my professors to say stay in your lane yeah look keep your eyes on jesus right. and, and when you see other people celebrate celebrate with them but you stay fixed on the lord trusting god to do what he's going to do in your life right. so you don't build envy uh and desire what everyone else has you'll find right. contentment in what god's doing in your life yeah you, you can't look to, to the right or to the left you have to stay focused on mm -hmm. on uh your purpose Yep. you know and and we're all running a race yep and so yeah that that that's a good one though i like yep. that line it's it's really, it's really really good um in addition to that i think one of the things you know when you think about other people comparing if you're trying to be like another individual mm -hmm. and then you are gonna the world's gonna miss out on what god needs you to bring to the table well yeah because we're uniquely made yes we weren't we weren't made we're not made up the way someone else is made up so of course we're not gonna you know have the same journey and the same path yep but that's the, the beauty and uniqueness, though. Yep. But we all bring it to the table. We yeah. talk about our friendship all the time yeah. and how unique it, we are different. But yet when right. we come together, we if we bring heart. that, mm -hmm. we have the same heart, but we also sharpen one another. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and we are there cheering each other on, but we're not trying to be one another. We're yeah. trying to be ourselves and bring that fully to the table um, and then enjoy what God's doing in each other's life. Right. And that's what brings depth to a friendship or a relationship. You, yep. Because you, in a, you excel in things that I don't necessarily and, and vice versa. We, yep. we both have our strengths and our weaknesses but it's when i mean we can cheer each other on yep. because there's depth to that and there's you know it's, it's a beautiful thing to watch someone else excel and it should be that way across the board but we do get into to comparison way too often and, and become envious and jealous and want what they have even though we don't understand that maybe if we had what they have yep. we we wouldn't be um who god called us to be i mean we absolutely wouldn't be but we we've got to settle into who we were called to be and that comes from knowing our identity in christ amen so that is something if you're listening and you were talking about envy right now mm -hmm. uh and really comparing yourself to others the way to love yourself well honestly is just to 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 surrender to God's will in your life yeah. and to trust where he has you mm -hmm. and just let him minister to you right where you're at. And when you see other people around you and it look differently, mm -hmm. um, just remind yourself that wherever you're at, I remember when I was in my divorce and everyone else was, I could see it. I would remind myself, yeah. this is only a season yeah. and, and I'm going to embrace it. So that's mm -hmm. my encouragement to you is embrace wherever you're at and just keep your eyes fixed on the Lord and let him minister to you right where you are. Yeah. And we, we're going to talk about that next week at singleness, but it, it's tough sometimes when yep. you've been single for a while and you see other people who are just, you know, newly single and they immediately find someone and you're like, come on, like, why is that not happening to me? But I can look back to a year ago mm -hmm. and be thankful that I didn't. Uh, move on move on with someone a year ago because God has grown he grows me every single day yeah and when when he brings out um, all those places in us it creates this um, fullness that not that we don't want someone in our lives but how much more can we add to somebody's life when we're truly whole and full in him amen so just hang on that's he'll coming. be right that's on coming. time he'll be right on yeah. time and you'll be more ready than you've ever mm. been that's what i i tell um anyone in the waiting if he has you waiting he's doing something Absolutely. and it's going to be perfect when he when he delivers he will be right on time, right on time and it will be great mm -hmm. okay so number four uh it says love does not boast so when you think about that the biblical definition is to brag 
to vaunt oneself, to make a display uh, in speech or one's worth, property or actions, or to exalt oneself. My goodness, we live in a world where even with Facebook, I think social media, Mm -hmm. you want to share your successes um, and you want to, you know, put your good foot forward. But you know that Proverbs says, let another, let another one praise you, not your own mouth, a stranger, not your own lips. I mean, I think we have to learn to balance this because we we definitely celebrate our victories, but there's a difference in boasting Um, because the motive of heart is what really pushes. So if Mm -hmm. it's in love and God encourages you to share, um, that's one thing. You might share a testimony. You might share a little bit about what God's doing. Uh, But if you're doing it to bring accolades and success to yourself and build up your image for yourself instead of unto God's glory because he's calling you to, then it's really a boast Mm -hmm. and that is not love. And here's the danger I see in it and you might see a little differently Mm -hmm. um, or something to add to this. When you find your value in what you bring to the table, Mm -hmm. the season you go through that where that might fall away or something might change or something might fade, or you go through in a season, all of a sudden you will see that your value will decrease because Mm -hmm. you have built something on outside um, accolades and and acceptance versus what, how God truly has designed you and who you are, which never changes. Right. And I, you know, our foundation is God. It should be God, but, but, And I, I really dealt with that going through my divorce. I realized that while I was saved when I was 12 and felt like yeah. I've always known the Lord. And, and, um, but when, when I lost that, I didn't even know my identity. Yep. You know, I, I was, my whole world was turned upside down and I didn't have a clue who I was. And so, you know, we have to, to make sure we're building on the Lord, his principles, what he yes. says about us, because everything else is fleeting. Everything yep. else can go away. That's the one sure thing that, that never leaves us, never forsakes us. Amen. And so when we're solid in that, even when things throughout life happen to us, while we, you know, may, may be shaken, we're not uprooted. Yep. Amen. Amen. We definitely have to, we have to grow in, in finding that foundation. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about that in our next little uh, segment of the podcast about our, our identity in Christ. And I think that's really going to bring in yeah. like that healthy, healthy foundation. When you know your identity in Christ, yeah. you don't need the things of the outside world to just uh, to secure you. Yeah. You'll be secure in Christ. Yeah. And I, you know, we we're talking about boasting and I, the thing I've realized over the last several years is, you know, confidence is quiet mm-hmm. but arrogance is very loud Amen. and it all boils down like you were talking about you of course you want to you want to share um successes and all those things too through social media or whatever to be an encouragement to someone else yep. but it all goes back to what is the posture of your heart what is your intent yep. behind those things and i think people catch on to that stuff yeah they you know. typically know and i know this about me the lord's real quick to change me remember yeah, yeah. <laughs> he'll, he'll really get me real quick if you're if you're walking close with the lord i promise you he will quicken you the thorn and in the he'll, side, let, right? he'll let you yeah. know hey check your motive check your heart look at what you're doing yeah. i mean i know day in and day out my little my time with the lord in the morning i start with him and the end of the day i'll, I'll end my day with him and we'll mm-hmm. kind of take self-inventory yeah and he will quickly uh let me know in a, in a moment of the day hey look look what happened don't don't keep going that route because you're going to get down the wrong path so i have to get back on track um and there's been a few times that i've i've done some things and he was like no ma'am i'm like yes sir (laughs) got it yes sir i got you yeah i got you and i think friendships do that as well or if Mm -hmm. you're you know married or whatever we all we all kind of i hate to say call each other out because it's not that's not the heart behind it but 
but we want what's best for each other. And so when we see each other getting off somewhere, mm-hmm. we will have a conversation. Amen. And because we know our heart for each other, yep. you, you listen. Yep. Because There's we n- do want to grow. Yep. My, Maddie, my daughter, shared something on her Facebook page the, uh, yesterday, actually. It said, if you can't be corrected yeah. and you get offended, you're never going to grow. Yeah, and, and, and I was in that place for a long time. Yeah, and I really think when you've been deeply rejected, it's yeah. really, uh, sometimes it's hard to be. It's yeah. more of that lens that you're walking behind mm-hmm. because you feel not loved. And we're going to get into that a little bit in a second. Yeah. Um, but when you, as God heals you and you learn to really love yourself well, part of loving yourself, and we're going to talk about it in one of these next deals, is being okay with rejecting something that's not good and right. holding on to something that's truthful. Yeah. And that means like my, like with Laura, when she comes to me and says, Hey, Jennifer, I got to speak honestly with you. Um, that wasn't nice or you need to do, you know, whatever it may be. I need to hear her and go, you know what? I, I need to not, I need to take that into consideration mm-hmm. to how I'm acting or who I am so I can become better and love not only will I feel better because I, mm-hmm. um, if it's not of God, even though um, we do it, yeah. you're still in conflict. Absolutely. You're, you're not at peace because it's not really biblical. If you continue on away, uh, you're not really going to be, you're going to have a self-conflict going on a wrestle. Right. Um, and so I, I will be better. I will be mm-hmm. more mature and I will be more at peace because I'm operating in a way that, that honors God and also loves me and others well. Yeah. And that's, you know, that was hard for me to do. Yeah. Um, because I did have a twisted idea of what love was mm-hmm. and Love is kind, but love is also honest. It's yeah. both. And so when you are withholding truth from someone because you don't want to hurt their feelings or whatever, that's actually not love at all. No, the, there's a proverb that says, and I've shared this on one of my videos before, uh, better than the wound of a friend, mm-hmm. than the kiss of an enemy. Yeah. Look, words of flattery, they're not from God. Yeah. To sit around and flatter someone so you never... Be, now, edifying words, uh, you know, helping someone be built up uh, so you can mm-hmm. encourage them. But then there's also that place where we have to be honest. Yeah. I mean, speak truth and love to the ones around us. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really think, it's, since we're talking about love in ourself, mm-hmm. when you speak to yourself, I shared last week about my, how I self-talk. It was at this yeah. loud, negative a voice think about the tone when you're talking to yourself you don't have to beat yourself up the think about just kind good correction and you're helping yourself like you read the word let god minister to you in love um and encourage you in that way to go but don't let it beat you up and Mm -hmm. condemn you and bring you down so that's something i want to encourage you with uh hear the tone of your thoughts it sounds funny tone of thoughts but how you're hearing god minister to you Mm -hmm. he loves you we talked about that in the beginning so if he is love remember that he is going to even correct you in love yeah and it's you know thoughts are just like they're just constant right like you're constantly having a thought and I don't think we put enough importance on what are what are those thoughts um Mm -hmm. and it's you can't always especially in the beginning when you're really trying to to learn that and train yourself to pay attention to those things you can't necessarily stop them from flooding you Mm -hmm. but you can quickly stop them and correct them and that's you know it's kind of like it's a reverse process yeah. right like they're they're coming in but then you're pushing them back out yep. it's the whole control alt delete yeah. you know um, but you know what i'm yep. saying like we have amen. the power to just because it, it was typed in doesn't mean you can't delete them amen and and not just delete them but correct them take what that what lies are, are flowing in and correct them with god's truth amen and then those i've noticed in my life when i really first started doing that those thoughts um they just they were less invasive 
you know mm-hmm. they were they were more peaceful and a lot of that is just like i have affirmations written in my bathroom not as many as i used to but in the mm-hmm. beginning i had them plastered everywhere because i was trying to know my identity in christ i was yeah. and and to know that i had to know his word right yeah. to, to know the truth i had to know the truth yeah we'll be renewed by the yeah. renewing of our mind yeah. and, and really think of that and the, the scripture like you know control delete uh take all thoughts captive into the lord yeah. look every thought that enters I, mm-hmm. I when uh, i when i begin working on it i would have to really think every thought coming in and yeah. say yes or no yes and i did the bible said i cannot i can't believe i can't remember the name of it, it was a jenny allen um, but several people had told me about it, and I read her book, and it it really helped me pay attention to what I was thinking yeah. about. Taking inventory, mm-hmm. listening to your thought yeah. life, that's huge. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's talk about It Is Not Proud, mm-hmm. uh, and we're going to quickly go through these last two because we want to talk about those truths uh, yeah. in just a minute, but It Is Not Proud. Proud just means arrogant, haughty. Mm-hmm. When you think about that type of mentality or that type of attitude, Um even with yourself, mm-hmm. there's a difference. You think about it, it goes back to again motive and foundation. Yeah. Uh, it's one thing to to boost yourself up and, and to speak well to yourself, mm-hmm. but it's another to be like, well, I'm I'm everything or I've got it. I know it all. I mean, that's all. That's pride and puffed up thoughts. Mm-hmm. So really thinking through those thoughts when you take inventory, um, your goal is not to puff yourself up. Yeah. Your goal is to build inner self-confidence so you have a yeah. the healthy self-love, but not to make yourself greater than others. Yeah, and it, it again, it, goes so, it so goes back to the posture of your heart because yep. when you, you can say the same words with different postures of your heart and they mean totally different things, you can sit there and say, I am the conqueror. I'm more mm-hmm. than a conqueror. I'm the head and not the tail. Yep. You know, like you can say all those things with a pure heart yes. and a humble heart. Or you can say I'm real cocky and arrogant, and you're like, I'm going to conquer the world. And it's just, you know, it's it's the motive behind it. Yeah. It's what you, it, it really, the words that come out. And, and I, I think if you will, really, I think the best way to know if your heart motive is correct is really ask the Lord. Yeah. When you're taking those inventories, again, like I said, at the end of every day, he'll quickly say or t- show me great areas where I did amazing that day. Mm-hmm. And he'll show me some areas that, hey. Think about what you thought. What what did that word that drive you to? What did that look like? What do you think yeah. that? And I'll take you know it helps me grow. Um, so that's really my encouragement with mm-hmm. you is that you learn to just kind of really talk it out with the Lord. Yeah. So you know, um, He says, uh, what is it? And Psalm says He's renewing me my heart a pure spirit. Yeah. God will help you renew that um, and build that up in you. It may take time, but He definitely will help you in the process. Yeah, and it's just going like you said, going back every evening, sitting with Him. Mm-hmm. And just having those, just a conversation with the yeah. Lord. And he, he will correct us. He corrects us in different ways yep. sometimes. Um, but he will because he loves us and he wants us to be complete. And so, of course, he's going to reach out and, and, you know, yeah, I'm, like, so, I'm so driven. Sometimes I get a little daddy pop. I, we, we joke it's not really. <laughs> but, you know, the Lord will give me a bird, a bold little, hey, halt yourself for a minute because yeah. he loves me. And I, I respond well to that, yeah. um, especially when I'm going 100 miles an hour because, you know, my personality. Right. And she's a lot different where maybe, you know, the Lord will be like, hey. <laughs> and she, you over and she, there hey, you, you over there calm down yeah. um, <laughs> um, but you know it's okay whatever, however God but God does even with me as I'm sharing it's in love when he's that way with me he's very um, yeah. he's just confident with me and he, he and I love him so much I respond to that because I want to do well with him well and again you were talking about the different way he kind of ministers to us and it's 
it is because we have different personalities mm-hmm. a lot and there's different things that prompt us and drive us or whatever but I noticed this has probably been a year or so ago and there was some things I felt like he was kind of correcting me on as well and I remember telling you that I just I had this aha moment of like he does it so gently and I and that gets my attention when in life the people I had gravitated two were not that way with me Mm -hmm. and it was difficult for me it's hard for me to correct myself when it's this overbearing and I shouldn't say overbearing but when it's dominant um overly dominant in an unhealthy way Mm -hmm. but I felt like the Lord was showing me how a a husband is supposed to love his wife well and really anyone you know absolutely just but that's how I related to it at that moment at that moment but even a father any anybody who loves you um how they should be speaking to you and loving you yeah yeah I I definitely can see that and and I'll be honest like the Lord can give me those strong moments but but he definitely speaks very tenderly to me because he is tender and he is kind and he is loving and he will give me the best just comforting Mm -hmm. and and calm times um, and I love it and I appreciate it yeah. um, so it, it goes both with me and they both serve a purpose yeah and we, you know we're obviously we're talking about love this month because it's February but yes. what I mean but seriously like what more beautiful love story than your relationship with the Lord amen amen and then yourself right, right. so you can love the love others well mm-hmm. um, so let's talk about it's not self-seeking I really think when you think about that, it's not self-seeking. Usually, you know, talking about with loving others, Mm -hmm. but let's talk about with loving yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, here's what I think about when I think about that concept with with loving ourselves. My thoughts, so it's me and the Lord, we're praying through this, is really instead of seeking your own will, Mm -hmm. surrender to the will of God in your life. Mm -hmm. Because here's the thing, a lot of people don't know the Lord and his intentions and that they're so good for them yeah. and they hold on to their own desire yeah. more than uh, what God is drawing them or calling them to do. And in that, uh, they're, they're not even, it's almost like the little girl holding on to the teddy bear right. behind her back, yeah. holding on to something go. that wasn't near as good as what God has planned for you. Mm-hmm. And you know, we hear Proverbs twenty nine eleven all the time, for I know the plans I have for you declares the Lord's plans to prosper you and not to harm you plans to give you hope and to give you a future. Um, So the idea for self-seeking when I prayed about it was just really, instead of seeking your own will, surrender to God and let him love you well. Yeah. And how many times do we hold on to things that are not good for us because we want them? And you know, you're talking about that scripture and I was reading it one day and it just, it hit me differently. Um, And it was just like him saying, I I know the plans I have for you. And it was, it was just a whole trust me statement. Like you don't have to have it all figured out. I know the plans I have for you. Amen. And there, and that's freedom for me. That's freedom because I can overthink a lot. Mm -hmm. And so I'm always trying to figure things out. You know, I joke all the time. I have scenarios for scenarios, (laughs) but I just do. That's how my brain works. And so when he really hits, when that hits home, um, when he does that and it hits home to me, it's just such a beautiful release a for me. Yeah. It's a peace. Um, for me, what, one of the things my, my old, one of my old mentors taught me, it was awesome. He said, Jennifer, the enemy to you, here's where your enemy's going to be with self-seeking and, and really with the Lord's will mm-hmm. where you'll, you might battle. He said, the enemy to good for you or the enemy to good for you or to great to you is good. Yeah. And the reason why is because I had been through so many traumatic events mm-hmm. in my life that when I got to a good thing, I That's might think enough. that was God. It mm-hmm. was good enough and I would celebrate that. But really God wanted great for me. 
me. And he had greatness planned and greatness for what was ahead. Um, And so one of the things I have to do really carefully, because I I will, um, is really inventory mm-hmm. what is going on because there are times i'm like yes this is awesome and the lord's like it ain't good enough wait just wait hold on just a little bit yeah. longer don't get don't do that yet let's do this because i've got something even better planned yeah. and so instead of going toward what i want to love myself better i'm going to surrender to god's will because i know that's mm-hmm. great yeah and i i was definitely like that too because i and i thought that was a good thing right like yeah. i'm good it's good it's good you know and i mm-hmm. thought that was enough because I, that's kind of how i had trained myself to be like don't expect too much don't you know and yep. so and you had told me that that the enemy to good is great a, a while ago and mm-hmm. that is uh that was massive for me like i just when you know that you you um you you hold back like you don't accept what's right in front of you necessarily because you yep. you like the teddy bear yep. you know the teddy bear is good but what he has is great yep so if you're you're hearing that today if if the lord's mm-hmm. giving you approval move forward because yeah. that's his great don't 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 get caught up on you know every like looking for greater 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 just ask the lord but if he tells you no even if you think yeah. it's good just trust him don't, don't try to beg him or, or plead for it. Just yeah. let it go and let God and surrender yeah. to his will so you can be at rest and just love yourself and know that you he loves you enough to give you great. Yeah. And again, that, that goes back to, the, you know, you have to kind of be a little cautious of not worldly great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, no, that's right. I don't want the Camry. I want the Mercedes. Our perfection. Because <laughs> that's good, but this is great. Yeah, our perfection because we're not, right. we're not saying great is perfection. It just yeah, means great what God you. has for you yeah. is going to be great. Right, absolutely. Yes, and it'll meet all the desires of your heart. Yeah. So let's talk about the last two things, and we're going to pivot over into the, your identity a little bit because we definitely want to leave on that. Mm-hmm. Um, the la- the One of the last two things that we talk about is it's not easily angered. Um, and it keeps no record of wrongs. Why don't we put those together? Because ultimately, we know when we were talking about talking good to yourself, um, this, you know, you think about not being easily angry with others, but how about not being easily angry with yourself? That's tough. You know, when it says keep no record of wrongs, you take short accounts with others, you should do that with yourself. Every day when I do inventory, I will look at the things that I've done, and instead of sitting and beating myself up and beating myself up and condemning myself and being angry at myself and I'm so dumb and that negative self-talk starts, I will take account before the Lord. I'm not going to deny it because Mm -hmm. I have to take accountability. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go before the Lord and say, yes, sir, I hear you. I Mm -hmm. see where I I did that. I see where I did that. I'm not going to be mad at myself. I'm going to take it as a reflection to grow, but I'm going to repent. And I'm going to take ownership. And I'm going to repent of that. Mm -hmm. And then when I ask forgiveness and God forgives me, I'm going to accept it. Yeah, that's that was a tough one for me. Yes. You know, and that's I think that's kind of what with my relationship with the Lord, why I kind of strive for perfection in the back of my head. I was like, if I mess up, I'm never going to I'm not going to let that go. Mm -hmm. You know, I can't let that go. And that's so disrespectful to the Lord. You know, to hold on to something that, he, I mean, he's God and he can let go, but you can't. Yep. yep. So that's, that's a tough one sometimes. Yeah, it, it's, it's true. And I, in counseling people often there, some of their things and my, and even my dad, when me and him would talk, you know, we talked last week about that and he, um, he is no longer with us, but he had a really hard time forgiving himself. Mm-hmm. Everyone forgave him, yeah. but he was hung up on how I did. So I did, you know, and mm-hmm. so today 
I pray that as you release others, you will forgive yourself for the things. If you're holding yourself account, look, that is the good news of the gospel, that he died on the cross for the forgiveness of sins. Without forgiveness, without letting yourself go and receiving that gift, you're really holding yourself on a hook. Yeah. And then that, therefore, you're not really loving yourself because you're constantly thinking, oh, well, I did wrong. He's out to get me. You remember I talked mm. about that self-talk. So today, I pray that if you haven't genuinely forgiven yourself mm. of any mistake or anything, that you will go before the Lord, repent, share it with him, oh, and God. then forgive yourself. Yeah. And then he says, I remember your sins no more. Yeah. And let it go and trust in God that today is going to be a new day, or you can have a fresh slate with the Lord and start over. Yeah, and it, it, it just it holds you, it bonds you to something of the past. I mean, yeah. it's always... When we're going and asking forgiveness, we're asking for something to be forgiven for something we've done in the past. Yep. And so it's literally hooking us to the past. And we can't truly move forward until we can release what's behind us. Like there's no way we can be both places at the same time. Amen. And so, it, you know, if you can shift that in your head of I want to be where God wants me to be. So in order to do that, I have to let go of what's behind me. And mm-hmm. I have to be able to forgive myself to move forward. Yep. And, and really every day. Yeah. I mean, that's what the Lord says. Every day yeah. is a new day of mercy. Right. Every day is a new day of compassion. Mm-hmm. We're about progress, not perfection. Mm -hmm. Look, we're not going greasy grace, but we are going to love yourself well. And as you are working toward where God's taking you, because he said it's a process of being Mm -hmm. renewed, um, you can really enjoy the journey instead of be beat up every day. Yeah, absolutely. Amen. Amen. So we're going to transition because here's the thing. I do want to leave you with one thing with that. Um, It does say that uh, love always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always preserves, and love never fails. Look, as you learn to love yourself well, the way God loves you and the way he's designed love to operate and how he wants you to live, there is a promise that it will never fail. Yeah. And here's what I know about the Lord. If he's walking this out with you, he has always made me this assurance. I will not let your foot fail. And he will keep you on path and you will overcome the things that you need to, to do well. Yeah. I mean, that's just, that's his protection over us. I mean, he's he's guiding our steps and we just have to be obedient to follow. And uh, again, I think, I think it all boils down to how can we do X, Y, and Z if we haven't started with the whole, like that is our foundation is, is love and, Mm -hmm. and God. And so Again, it all goes back to that, which we're about to cover, is, is knowing your identity in Christ. Amen. So we know that our foundation's love. We know that we know what love means yeah. now, with the biblical definition yeah. of love. Mm-hmm. But let's talk about our identity. A mm-hmm. few of the, the truths, because, Lord, you were talking about this, that you had to change out the lies for the truth. Yeah. Um, and, and that is the, the, the concept of renewing. We, were, we are uh, being renewed by the renewing of our mind, yeah. uh, transformed by the renewing of our mind. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's talk about, we're just going to do a couple listen as we do this we're only going to talk about five or seven uh, five to seven however many minutes mm-hmm. we have but there is so many truths about your identity yeah. in the word so i want you to make sure that you are diving in to the word of god so you can really learn all of the truths that he has about you but let's just kind of start out with the first one mm-hmm. and um it is you are loved yeah yeah I think, um, I I don't think I've told, I don't think I've talked about this in my um, testimony, but I had a friend tell me one time, you need to, you need to ask God to show you what he sees in you. Amen. And I I know I've told you the story, but that was so hard for me. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. And I literally, I get in my sink and I sit like 
my mirror is here, my face is here. I'm like, I, like I don't know how else to do that. I'm going to sit here, I'm going to talk to God, and I'm sitting there because I was in a, I was in still in a really dark place, and so I'm sitting there like asking the Lord, will you just, can you just show me, yeah. you know, can you give me something tangible and show me, how do you see me? Because if I can't, I, what I'm seeing when I look in the mirror, I could hardly do it. Honestly, it was tough, and I'm sitting there bawling my eyes out because I'm like, I hate every second of this Aww. because I was just in. A, I had been felt rejected and abandoned and all those things, and so myself, the way I saw myself was not was not good. Yeah. And so I did. I sat there and I just until I could finally stare in the mirror, and and I was praying the whole time, talking to him, and I my tears had kind of cleared up a little bit, and I looked in the mirror, and it. And I've shown you this picture because I took it right after I saw this. But it looked like there was sunflowers in my eyes. I remember you telling yeah, me Yeah, and my eyes kind of have a greenish-yellowish tint in the middle of the blue. Yep. And so I looked at it, and it was like it stood out so crazily to the point that I'd gone to a Bible study right after this. And as soon as I walked in, the one lady was like, your eyes look amazing right now. I'm like, let me just tell you this story. Aww. You know, but if you if you look at what a sunflower does, it turns to the sun. Like Aww. when it's dark, they turn to each other. Yep. And it was just God showing me, like, I, I am following him. I hear you. I see you. He hears me. He sees me. And it just, it was such a beautiful moment. And I think we can all do that. We can we can ask him whatever we need, right? Like we can ask him direct mm-hmm. questions. How do you see me? Well, you know, let's go back to that little analogy. Because you said when they're looking at each other, they look at each other when it's dark. Mm-hmm. They look at the sun. Yeah. yeah. And, and they shine. Yeah. Or they, they, they lift up. Yeah. For me, the reason I struggled with feeling love because what how other people treated me and the words yes. they spoke over yes. me, but that was me looking to man for approval. A hundred percent. So therefore, my foundation wasn't what God yeah. said about me yeah. or his love for me. Mm-hmm. My foundation in the beginning, and this is all of us, honestly, because until you come to the Lord and receive him as your Lord and Savior, yes. the only thing you have is each other, right? Because that's what you're growing up in. Yeah. But when you turn to God, now you're a new creation. You can look to God. Yeah. And you can be reprogrammed, he says, re- renewed, because yeah. you're a new creation. And then you begin to make what he says about you, your identity, yeah. and your foundation. Yeah. And th- then it doesn't matter so much. It's not that we we don't need people to be good to us, but no longer does their validation yeah. is what I need mm-hmm. to be uh, to be to love myself or to feel loved, because yeah. I have him. Right. It's my foundation, his word over me. So if he loves me, I've got to be worth being loved. Right. Right. Whether I'm with someone or alone or I have a friend or not, if God loves me. Yeah. And when you realize, too, I mean, Christ is in us. Yeah. And so who he created us, he created us in his image. So I tell my daughter that all the time. Like, people say she looks she looks just like me. They'll say she's my mini-me. And then she'll be hating on herself, on herself or just, you know, that kind of self-talk. And I'm like, you know, what does God say about you? Do you, you know, you, you hear what people say. But when you know who you are, nobody can shake that. Amen. You know, and so, um, it, but again, it's, it's such a beautiful thing when he really lets that sink into our hearts. Amen. Jeremiah 31.3 says this, The Lord appeared to us in the past saying, I have loved you with an everlasting love and have drawn you with my unfailing kindness. Praise the Lord. So identity yeah. one, you are loved. The second one we were going to talk about is you're forgiven. And we Mm -hmm. kind of talked about that a little bit while ago. So we're not going to hang here long because we only got about five minutes. And we want to talk about a few more of these real quick. Mm -hmm. But forgiveness, we know, is a foundation Mm -hmm. uh, of really being um, 
being able to enter into a relationship with God. And, and Laura and me were talking about this mm -hmm. yesterday. Be graceful to yourself. Yeah. Your, your identity is you're forgiven. Allow the grace of God, the gift of salvation, mm -hmm. to really release you so you can be freed up out from under that pressure. Yeah. And you can operate freely and walk in that, the calling that God's given you, knowing that you're forgiven yeah. and knowing that, I mean, every day is a new day of opportunity. Yeah. And I, yeah, I mean, I, I think too, to add to that is when, when we know our purpose, mm -hmm. it's so much easier to love ourselves because it's no longer about us anymore. Amen. It becomes about God. It's and so I God. think for me, that was a pivotal moment when I felt like I always had purpose, but when I knew I had purpose, that's when I felt like I could really begin to love myself. In those Amen. Moments. Amen. Well, that third one we're going to talk about is you're accepted. Yeah. Um, this was huge for me because I, like you, a while ago, you said you felt rejected, abandoned, yeah. abandoned. That was probably my biggest stronghold. I had fear, but fear of rejection, fear of abandonment were mm -hmm. really big for me. So I kind of had a banner. I felt yeah, like I same. had a banner, rejected, uh, rejected. And so I, when I looked in that mirror, reject, yeah. reject. Yeah. I don't like what I see, reject. Yeah. Um, and so as the Lord has really worked on me that I'm accepted in Christ, I am fully accepted. Um, there's a settling in me mm. to know. I don't have to do anything to be accepted. I don't have to do anything. I am accepted. Mm -hmm. I live in that place. Mm -hmm. Regardless of what's going on in my life, Christ has accepted me. Yeah. And so whether I'm thriving and doing what everyone or I think I should do or whether I'm in a place I don't understand or wherever, I am accepted in Christ. Yeah, it's the whole being fully known and fully loved. Yep. You know, when when he sees every part of us, the good, the bad, the ugly, and he still sent his son to die on a cross for us. Like, you can't express love any more than that. Amen. Amen, that you're accepted. Um, so here's a scripture I'm going to share with you because we, we've got about three minutes left. And we're, there is, um, we had a few other ones. I'm going to read them off. Uh, and then I'm going to share a final scripture, and we're going to leave you with a challenge today because we want to make sure that what we share with you, we shared a lot, that yeah. you can kind of take it down and mm -hmm. begin to work through it as a journey and a process mm -hmm. versus trying to make it all happen yeah. at one time. Um, but here's a few of the other identities. You're chosen. You're valuable. Um, we had you're fearfully and wonderfully made, and you're free. Yeah. So let me share Isaiah 41, 9, and 10 with you real quick. It says, I took you from the ends of the earth. From the farthest corners I called you. I said, you're my servant. I have chosen you, and I have not rejected you. So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you, I will help you, and I will uphold you in my righteous right hand. That That's a really good scripture. I had that written down. That's my, yeah, well, that, yeah, yeah that, that is a powerful, and it almost covers about five of the seven we were going to yeah. share anyways. Yeah. Um, but really, really, really knowing um, that God chose you and that, that you're not rejected. I mean, if he died for, he sent his son to die, that he would come to you right where you're at. I love the story of the woman at the well, mm -hmm. where he went out of his way to meet her and, and, and to show himself to her. And so today, if you're listening, it's not by accident. Yeah. We, we want you to leave knowing that God loves you. He's chose you mm -hmm. and he, he is for you and he will help you. You just turn to him and grab his hand mm -hmm. um, and, and go on the journey with him. Yeah. And I think, you know, what, what he holds in his hand, he doesn't, he doesn't drop, you know, amen. He, he protects, he takes care of it. So when we put all that we are in his hands, amen, there's, there's no chance that we're going to yep. fail. There's no chance that we're going to, you know, of course we're going to be disappointed at times, 
but we always come back to what to 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 him we always mm-hmm. come back to what we know and he's so gracious to just you know to to take us under his under his wings and get us where he needs us to be amen amen so we pray today as we're we got about a minute left mm-hmm. um yeah. laura before we challenge them with our challenge we have for them for the week what do you want to leave them with how how would you wrap all this up or one final thought for them just one gosh that's hard. i know it's going to be hard mm-hmm. um I, I think like we said don't try to conquer it all at one time mm-hmm. um start with just the simple thing and that's actually that is our that challenge, is our challenge but that's okay. okay you go yeah. ahead and warm them up to it well i think it can be <laughs> overwhelming and it yeah. did get overwhelming for me for a while and yeah. i kind of went into this hopper drive and i was just fumbling everything but it's just kind of it's that whole get back to the basics just take mm-hmm. one one thing work on it do it well and he'll he'll progress you to the next step but amen. that leads into our challenge because amen that's what we're about. well that's um the one thing you talked about the attribute of, of taking one thing at a time i'll talk about one attribute of a challenge and that is the power of your thoughts and speech over yeah. yourself be mindful yeah think about how you're thinking think about how you're speaking your words and your thought life hold power and they actually drive your ship so you are yeah. it's driving you mm-hmm. whatever it is so a man think it so is he yeah, you what you speak power. produces life or death mm-hmm. so be mindful about your thought life and mm-hmm. how you're speaking to yourself and then the words that are coming out over yourself and over your circumstances yeah. um take inventory so this is our challenge so we can wrap up this week work on one thing identify one thing every day that you're sitting with the lord identify something work on it until you and the lord conquer it yeah and then go to the next thing and then as you do that you can add one thing at a time Mm -hmm. to where you get to the end of that and now you're very well about well well rounded and balanced and there's probably things Mm -hmm. we talked about that you do well Right. But then you can identify some of the things you can grow in so you're more mature, more well-rounded, and your love, you learn to love yourself very well, and then you can love others well, too. Yeah, and, and again, just be patient with yourself. Have Amen. grace, be patient. You don't have to conquer it all at once. It's it's baby steps. Amen. So we, I can't believe it, but our time is up, is and up. we are so grateful for this week. We Absolutely. really, really appreciate you joining us. So we invite you back to join us next Monday at 10 a.m. Until next time, be blessed.